we can do that by saying, hey, everybody, welcome to the Enemy Slime podcast, episode number 183. I am your usual host, Jared, and today I am joined by Mr. Michael Mahoney. Hey, a very good evening to you. I have Mr. Doug Wilson. Hey, hey, hey. And I got Mr. Trevor Bowles. That's right. Uh, let's just break right into it. Start out with a little question that I got for you guys. This came up today, and a lot of people thought that my opinion of it was in, inaccurate or incorrect. So I'm gonna. Of course, uh, I'm gonna. Th- I can say that without even knowing the question. I actually, I, it's funny enough, Trevor. I know that you're. I know that I already know rude. what your answer is. I don't even need to ask. <laughs> I don't even need to ask this question because I already know what side you're gonna fall on. Uh-huh. Uh, but Michael and Doug, I am curious about. Uh, would you eat? Mm-hmm. Your wife's placenta. Oof. And more specifically, would you cook it? Why? I wouldn't cook it. But aren't you supposed to like encapsulate the placenta and then the wife's supposed to take it in pills because it helps with postpartum depression? They they do that, yeah. But you can also just take it home and eat it. Oh. Is it isn't this how I summoned the moon presence in Bloodborne? <laughs> yeah, I think I <laughs> Yeah, it Something might bad be. could happen. It might be. I was looking at a a, a, a recipe today uh, for placenta lasagna. Jesus. Mm. I was just thinking about this, and I was thinking, like, there's a, literally only, like, maybe one time where it's acceptable for you to eat the flesh of man. Oh, that's a good point. And this is your chance, you know? Like, this is your one chance. Uh, where nobody's gonna like. I mean, people will judge you for it. Like, I obviously Trevor. I'll judge you. Obviously, yeah. Trevor's got something to say about it. Um, what kind of wine goes well with a placenta? Do you think? I don't know. See, these are the <laughs> things I wonder. I mean, I, I something will, strong. I will bold. say uh, they look fucking gross. Like, I will completely. It does not look like an appetizing cut of. Uh, oh really? Yeah, I, th- I think they look horrible. You don't say. I don't know. If yeah. You, I don't know if you saw one when your kid was born, Trevor, but. Yeah, I saw it. It's nasty, man. Yeah, it's horrific. It's a it's a pretty it's a pretty bad just overall just you know I mean yeah it's it, it's beautiful. There's a baby, but there's a lot of nasty stuff mm. going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that's true. It's a it, it's great to see a baby. It's not so great to see all the other things that happen. Yes, to make the baby show up. Um, but even the baby's kind of hit or miss. Here's a <laughs> That's right. Title I like. What do you plan to do with your magnificent placenta? Oh, hey, man. so you know how they're making like you know genetically created beef and chicken and stuff. Yeah. Do you think they'll ever like create genetically like man meat See, or like baby? That's what I, I mean. They they can't because it's not okay. But but it really, I mean, it's just like it's like incest. It's just taboo. Yeah, like you're not creating a baby. Uh. You're just making baby meat. There's nothing wrong with it uh, on a on a moral or ethical level. There's just something wrong with it according to society and the big uh, politically correct alt left, as I like to refer to them. <laughs> the pro I mean, I baby not, lobby. I guess you're not making babies <laughs> to then eat the placenta. I would imagine that the alt left is the crowd that is is for placenta eating. Oh yeah, dude. They, yeah. In fact, in fact, everyone who doesn't eat a placenta is thrown away perfectly good. Like that's waste, you know, and that's wrong. Right. They uh, want to force their placentas into our mouths. I think. I think not eating a placenta is just as bad as not recycling. That's right. Dude. They're the same. The same level of crime. Uh, and people who don't do it should be put to death. Um, in in Look. my polite society. There's bad people on both sides, okay? <laughs> there definitely, definitely are. There's people. God, the more I look at this, the more I'm grossed out by it. It really is just a disgusting looking thing. But if it was... So to answer the question... If it was ground up into a sausage, would you eat it? Yeah. yeah shot. I think I would too. Oh, here's one where someone's actually like uh, cut it um, to like make it resemble a cut of meat. That's not so bad. Wait, what if they dry it and it's like placenta jerky? I mean, if you ever travel to the UK, you're going to get served much worse stuff for breakfast. Like, this is actually... Blood sausage. This is tame, comparatively. What bothers me about the placenta is I can't tell when I look at a picture of it whether or not one of them's healthy or unhealthy. Like, I'm sure some of these... This one's probably an unhealthy placenta. But I can't tell. It just looks looks as bad as the one next to it. All right, I've looked at these too long. Now, the good news is I'm not hungry anymore. 
and that you're sexually aroused. Yeah, that's the complex part. I'm not sure what to do with that. Um, but whatever, I'll I'll just have to you know I'll have to get by. Just have we just give the hosting duties to Michael and you go take care of business and come back in a half hour. Is that what I is that what I should do? Have a little uh, little. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck will you be doing for half an hour? Uh, well, I mean, at least twenty seven minutes of that is just going to be reading a book. Well, he, has oh, okay. to, he has to like light candles. He makes it an event. I read. I, I like to read Michael Connolly uh, Bosch mysteries before I, you know, commit the act. You're a renegade, Bosch. He's a renegade. He can't. He can't be contained. You know, and that's what I love about him, and find arousing about him. I can see that the brain is the most sensual organ for Jared. <laughs> oh, absolutely, far and away. Mine's the boobies. <laughs> Hey, mine too. <laughs> hey, you got you guys got you got quite the tastes. We should hang out more, Doug. <laughs> Go to a titty bar. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, well, this is good. We landed about where I expected in the placenta camp. I didn't really ask you, Trevor, but you're not eating it. No, I'm not eating a placenta. Yeah. See, that was easy. Uh, we're gonna be lucky if you eat a piece of sushi, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly we're not we're not gonna get you to eat like something meant for consumption <laughs> i don't think we're gonna find anything there for you <laughs> <laughs> ah, you'll, you'll drink some tea it'll be fine there you go yeah i want some mochi do they have mochi uh maybe it's made of fish that's possible yeah, yeah fish mochi i had uh i had mochi for the first time i think when we were in moab and uh really yeah, uh, that famous Moab's mochi. Yeah, well, that Moab, that that sushi place we went to in Moab, you know, where you go to get the best sushi <laughs> and the best uh, in the middle of a desert. Nothing like Southern Utah. That's where they have the freshest uh, fish, <laughs> without a doubt. But actually, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I though I just always assumed that mochi was ice cream, like normally, but it turns out it's not. Um, nope. And I find the like packaged mochi to be really kind of horrific. What's what is the difference? It it's like a gummy, but not good. <laughs> gotcha. I've only had the packaged kind, and I just had it recently, and I thought it was amazing. So if there's stuff that's better than that, then I can't wait. Yeah. All right. The the restaurant does have mochi, so we'll get you a nice one. Oh shit, Sweet. they do. Yeah. Whole oh. Foods has a passion fruit mochi that is pretty damn good. Is it an ice cream or is it a, is it the gummy thing though? It's the it's the one in the paste. The, want, that's what it's supposed to be. I want the ice cream. Well, then rip it open and suck the middle part out. <laughs> no, I don't like the middle part. I like the outer part. That's Wrap, the gummy wrapped paper around thing. ice cream. Right. Yeah, that's what I like. That's not what it is. Well, no, mo- the the <laughs> what? Look, whatever I had, they took a they took an ice cream, like a mango ice cream, and then they wrapped that gummy rice thing around it. And yeah, I yeah, that's what mochi is, right? I ate that, but no. Yeah, it's a glutinous rice. But blob. no, if you go to the store, you get it, and it's wrapped around like a gross blob of like gelatin. What? Yeah, you bought some weird mochi, dude. That's not how mine was. I just bought it from the store. It was wrapped around ice cream. the The rice, the yeah, rice yeah. No, stuff but like, wrapped. But like regular mochi, no ice cream in there. <laughs> I love that we're fighting oh. about this. Yeah, regular regular mochi doesn't have any ice cream in there. Regular mochi's just got like a like a nothing. Like it it tastes like nothing. It's not good. Oh, so do gotcha. you just get regular like a a block of mochi and try to eat it? No, I went. That might, I went that might be this, your problem. I would, you get ones of flavors, Jerry. You can get mochi that's not in the frozen section, right? Right. I know it comes. It comes in a solid brick form that is not meant for consumption without being cooked. No, these were like dots. These were like they were like little candies. Those uh, are dipping dots, Jerry. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm buying some so that you can. The ice cream of the future. So that you can yeah. s- see how. Not oh, you probably ate Dum Dums. Those are barely edible. The, the suckers? I know what fucking dum-dums are. Look, no, I know what dum-dums. I had. Um, the, the gumdrop ones, oh, like the, the old-fashioned ones. You're thinking of Pocky. No. Those are fine. Gumdrops. Um, the kind that pull your teeth out. Mochi. No, these weren't that. These were very soft. I'm... Michael, I think you were correct. I think he bought an un, uh, unflavored mochi brick and ate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the point is, is what I had I didn't enjoy. Uh, All right, just point it out to me next time, and I'll I'll tell you what well, you've been buying. I'm going to buy one. I know right where they are uh, okay. in in Smith's, so I'm going to go I'm going to go pick one up, and you can try it and see that it's just not very good. It wasn't bad. It didn't like upset me. I didn't flip a table over after I ate one, um, 
but I definitely man, I'm looking at all these pictures of Mochi, and I just keep seeing placenta, 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 placenta. My, oh, my brain, no, you're right. My brain's infected. Um, the creator of Mochi's name is Francis Hashimoto. That seems like weird. Like Hashimoto makes sense. Francis doesn't. I mean, he's he's a world traveler. Francis Hashimoto. Where where is where is his name? Uh, the first. I can't believe I'm looking this up. This can't be right. (laughs) And he was an American. Mochi isn't even Japanese. Red rice was the original. No, this is talking about like an emperor who ate it. (laughs) Like, where are you reading this, Doug? (laughs) On Wikipedia. Yeah, I'm on Wikipedia which, too. Which part of the page are you reading? This literally says that it like uh, was uh, went back to like 300 AD. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm reading mochi ice cream. Oh well, oh, the ice cream, ice cream, the ice cream. Yeah, see, this is the this is the problem, man. What a mochi cast. <laughs> I did not know there was differences. See, there's people. Well, see, we're eating mochi ice cream. You're eating mochi rice cake, which sounds disgusting. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Wouldn't recommend. I don't know. They're tasty. He's got to do them right. Well, um, it's not on my list of things to try again. I'll eat the ice cream though. Let's get that. Yes. No, it's no poi. <laughs> cocoa butter mochi based on a Hawaiian recipe. Even the Hawaiians are making mochi. Man. Uh, health hazards. Oh, suffocation deaths are caused by mochi every year in Japan, especially among elderly people. Yeah, they do kill people. Did you guys have actually, Jesus. I actually kind of like them more now. <laughs> when, you, when you guys were kids, do you remember the uh, like gelatin cups from, from uh, like Japan that people would get and you like Suck them down in one gulp. Little, little zeddy shooters. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Hmm? What is that? I don't remember this. You sent me a picture of something. Is that that's mochi? a mochi. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not what I ate. Oh, good. Because that's definitely not meant to be eaten like that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't eat that. Oh, good, good. No, there's... Uh, wait, Doug, you'll recognize these when you see them. Um, I've had those alcohol ones. They used to sell Jell- these Jello shooters. No, like the ones you can buy in the in like the store. <laughs> they are still Jello shooters, but they're absolutely disgusting. They used to <laughs> sell these at like all a dollar, and people went fucking bonkers for them. And I always think back to them, and I'm like, oh man, this would have, this should have suffocated way more people than it did. In fact, I feel like at some point someone did suffocate on one of these, and then they didn't allow them at school anymore. <laughs> I think maybe I have vague remembrances of these. But you just like take the lid off and you hold it up to your mouth and you just go and you just, you know, basically suck it right down into your lungs. I imagine it's just the worst tasting jello. Like, ugh. They're, they're, this is a lot of sugar. They're fine. They're not that bad. Um, it's not jello, really. It's more like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Gelatinous goo? They're okay. It's like a, it's like a, you remember the barrel drinks? Everyone remembers oh, those. Oh, yeah. Drinks, right? Yeah, it's Here, like. Oh. It's like one of those that got hard. You don't remember the barrel drinks? Are we just going to... No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you guys do. I barrel remember. Drinks? You made an alcoholic beverage out of them once. Oh, we did. Uh, they were pretty good. <laughs> they were... Uh, they were, were they called Little Hugs? Yeah, they are Little Hugs. Little Hugs. Wait, you guys will recognize these. There they are. Oh, that sounds cute. Yeah, they are. You, you remember those. Oh, I do remember these, yeah. Yeah, Little Hugs. Or maybe just hugs. I don't. I don't actually know. They're hugging adorable. Huh. Um, and uh, what was the what was the Kool Aid one? Um, bursts. Kool Aid bursts. Oh, I always wanted Kool Aid bursts, but they were too expensive, so my parents never got them. So did you get <laughs> did you get Squeezits instead? I got none. I got no no squeezable juice. You, you didn't get Squeezits. <laughs> I got no Squeezits. I got no no juice. My juice came from a big old Kroger box fuck dude yeah now i see what why you're so fucked up bucket of apple juice i remember that nothing messes a kid up like not getting squeezes we never got squeezes either i I don't think they were 100 fruit juice back in our day though oh that i'm sure that's a myth uh that looks like the label that i remember though it's probably like before they had to actually you know live up to that yeah (laughs) i was gonna say does that even mean anything like today even like i feel like right i feel like it doesn't matter yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those things that say fruit juice, but it's like 
all concentrate, but be, it's like concentrated fruit juice. It's a hundred percent fruit is on the box. <laughs> yeah. Is this is this real mystery squeeze it? And you know what was weird about squeeze it's is they the um I, I don't know how well you can tell in that picture, but the squeeze it itself was a strange looking man. Right, right. You squeezed them to death. Like you were squeezing a person, basically. Mm-hmm. I remember these now. Uh, and they look they look fucking freaky. Like if you look at a picture of the guy, uh, and they had different faces. They had like different expressions on their face. Um, but I I find them to be really distressing. Like I don't like, I don't, I don't like it. Anyway, um, what about orbits? You guys remember orbits? Vaguely, that's the last. Yep. Uh, that's the last uh, retro drink I can think of right now. Man. I was at the store the other day and I saw a bottle of Sobe and it blew my mind because I didn't think those were around anymore. They, oh, so- Sobe's? They make yeah. like the they make like the life water, but the Sobe's that I remember are like those full glass bottles. Yeah, yeah. I and they used to be good. I, I mean, they're probably not good now. I haven't but... seen one of those for like a long time. No, you can pick them up at the Smiths down from down from my house. Yeah, but they don't. Do they look like that still? Yeah, it's still a glass bottle. It still has that bright orange, you know, juice looking. Is it only tea though? Because no, they I... well, I, I don't know. They're all just generic brands of beverage at this point. But they had one that was called Nirvana, and it was like mango melon. I used to get those all the time. I remember that one. Those are way good. That's why I have diabetes now. Well, that would do it. Yeah, Nirvana is the one I was thinking of too. I also yeah, I think they still have it. I remember the orange carrot. Uh, I remember thinking that sounded super disgusting, and it actually was like one of the best ones. In my good old carrot, my humble opinion, good old good old orange carrot. What about Pepsi Blue? <clears throat> yeah, I remember that. That was weird. Uh, it was uh, it was it was Pepsi, but it was blue. But it was blue. Um, oh. I think it was berry flavored. Wasn't that the idea? I yeah, I saw this weird one. I didn't try it, but I saw it at the store yesterday. Crystal Pepsi. It's clear, but it's I guess supposed to taste just like Pepsi. Oh yeah. You don't you don't know Crystal Pepsi? No. I was that is weird. Why would they even Trevor, do that? how old are you? <laughs> Thirty. Uh, okay, why? so you're you just, this, this you, was you like big when we were all now. growing up, yeah. Weird. And I missed out on that. Like here, this is a picture of the original uh I'm gonna send you a little photo here. This is what it looked like in the eighties. They they launched it. And it was about as successful as New Coke. Like it did not go, uh-huh. did not go over well at all. Because it turns out people have come to associate like cola with color, right? And uh, and so once it stopped containing color, they were horrified. Um, but there's a this is well, funny. why would you, but why what is there is it less sugar or something? I mean, what's nope. the deal? Nope, it's just clear. They're just like let's make it clear. Let's make it clear. Yep. All right, wow. uh, and so it went off the market and it became kind of like a half joke, half collector's item. And people would sell like sealed uh, cases of it on eBay. And uh, there's this guy on YouTube named the LA Beast and he drank like a full 20 ounce. I, I remember this. He, he drank like a full 20 ounce that he got on, on eBay and it just made him so sick. And he, th- and he threw up and just had a terrible time of it. But it like circled the net so much that Pepsi brought it back. And it's actually a big reason for why they're selling it right now for a limited time. Hmm. Uh, literally, they, they literally brought it back like as a joke, like as a goof. And so it, so it is recent that it came back. Mm-hmm. OK. And it probably won't be around. I don't even think I can find it anywhere here anymore. I'm pretty sure it got pulled off shelves a few months back. Yeah. So I think it's already <laughs> done for. I bought one because I was the- I wanted to try it. The place I found it was at some weird little supermarket in the mountains, so it's no wonder they don't yeah. they they don't have it taken off their shelves yet. It's probably just left over. But yeah, anyway, yeah. this uh, this LA Beast guy drank like a twenty year old bottle of Crystal Pepsi. And I'm actually looking at a picture of weird sodas that Pepsi's tried, and they've done a lot of weird stuff. Well, they've got that they've, they've got that fire one right now. Have you guys seen that? No, I've seen the I've seen the, I haven't tried it though. You sound like a like a soft drink connoisseur. Uh, I mean, I guess I've thought about it more than most. Pepsi ice cream? Uh, fire. In soda form? Pepsi Fire says it's cinnamon flavored. Ugh. Cinnamon flavored cola. Ugh. I don't know. I'm curious. Well, you have fun. I'm not so curious that I'm going to buy one. Oh, God. They've turned it into a Slurpee, too. 
Uh, Pepsi Holiday Spice. Is it like pumpkin spice Pepsi? Boy, they got it all, don't they? God, I'm a sucker for these stupid gimmicks. I mean, it works better on me than it should. Um, I just don't like drinking soda with sugar in it anymore. Like they're they're really sweet. <laughs> like wait, they need more sweet. bitter sodas. They need more sour soda. Here's a Pepsi cappuccino. Now we're talking. Ugh. Yikes. Pepsi Chino. You know what people love that's uh, not in America is uh, Fanta. Like we have Fanta, but oh yeah, we don't have like the billion kinds of Fanta that like Europe has. They're crazy for it. They can't get enough of it. Don't you wanna wanna Fanta? (laughs) That's right. I'm good. Uh, But uh, that and um, have you guys ever had Orangina? Mm mm. Yeah, I think so. It's just kind of like a watery orange drink, right? It's like a Sprite poured into an orange juice with pulp. Mm. Yeah, that's the one. The pulp is the really critical part of the Orangina. Um, but if you've never seen it before, you should go on YouTube and look up their commercials because uh, they almost exclusively feature anthropomorphized animals uh, doing like sexy things. <laughs> in fact, In fact, look at this photo. This uh, paper ad for Orange <laughs> Orangina. Oh. Oh, my. <laughs> that is a good-looking cat. Where do they sell this? Um, I, you can buy it at, like, specialty grocery stores if you have, like, an import grocery store by you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but where is this normally from? Uh, I remember seeing it a lot in France. Um, well, it's or the picture you said, it's, it's naturalmente. Um, let's see. Where does it Yeah, country of origin, France. So that explains it. So the Gina part has definitely got to have a little bit different meeting there. Well, because an orange is uh, what uh, type of fruit? Well, no, but like in there, it's like it's like Naragina or something like that. Oh, okay. So I think I think the Gina is the tail end of. Right. I, I don't know. Uh, the French word for orange is orange. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of uh, orange. I think the... you're thinking of Spanish, aren't you? What's the possibly maybe... Italian? Yeah, actually, I think you're right. I think I am thinking of Spanish. Um, apparently, the guy who invented it was from Valencia. Hmm. So, not Valencia, California, though. Val- right, Valencia, Spain. Valencia, Spain. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking Valencia, Russia, but I guess that makes more sense. Yeah. The Orange Blossom Coast. Hey, should we talk about video games? Yes. I mean, not to, uh, not to disparage all this beverage uh, conversation, but um, Michael and I had a chance to play a new game uh, this week. Um, we sure did. Nidhogg 2 came out. Um, did you ever play Nidhogg, Trevor? Nope. I know Doug did, I, right? I did see uh-huh. it on Steam, though. It's uh, it's actually a really neat game. It's, uh, it's, it's just a one-on-one uh, sword fight basically and the goal in Nidhogg is uh, once you kill someone you basically that kind of unlocks like your side of uh, the the map so think like think like a like an old school beat-em-up right like a like a turtles in time or a streets of rage like once you punch all the guys then the screen moves right mm-hmm. so that's the idea so once you kill your uh, your opponent you can move your screen freely um, unless he kills you, and your goal is basically to run across the screen and get to the end of the level. There's like, there's like what four screens that you have to run through. Um, yeah. And your your opponent will just keep respawning, and their their job is to come after you, uh, and and, and prevent you from. Le- it's like tug of war almost. Like you're just trying to run to the end of your level, but if they kill you, the camera switches, and then they get to try to run to the end of their level. And um, it's a super simple game, but it produces like some really manic, hilarious fights. And um, Nidhogg 2 was announced and they did this weird thing where they took the the game had like this retro art style uh, that was really cool, like super minimalist, like Atari level. It almost looked like like Joust from back in the day, like just really, really uh, reduced graphics. Mm -hmm. And, And for the sequel, they went for the complete opposite uh, look. That is to say, like... Bad. How would you describe it, Mike? <laughs> it, like, goofy Muppets, right? Yeah, it's kind of like... Um, Clay Fighters, maybe? Yeah. Oh, that was a fun game. Clay Fighters was, was good. 
Um, <laughs> they look like fat, naked Homer Simpsons. <laughs> um, in fact, here's a here's a photo uh, so that you can see the art style. But it, one of the things that was cool about Nidhogg is your characters like looked cool, and it was it was low poly enough that you kind of imagined like cool fights happening. But this is sort of something else. Is that a penis? Uh, no, I think that's just blood. They, they, oh, okay. they, they don't seem to have... Now, while they don't have uh, genders when they're naked, um, you can, when you're customizing the character, you can put, like, tits on them or something like that. Ooh. I mean, for the most part, you can just dress them up in the most predictable... Like, you can put a, a hipster vest on or an emo haircut, so you can stylize your character, but it's pretty much the least imaginative decorum you can come up with yeah it kind of doesn't matter what you do because he always looks like that yeah that too <laughs> um i was so i mean we can we can talk about michael and i probably have slightly different opinions on this but i think at the end of the day we, we pretty much see eye to eye on whether or not the sequel was necessary and, and the answer is no <laughs> um no. It, it really didn't there's not enough happening in nidhogg 2 to just to justify like moving up like if you own Nidhogg one, I don't see a reason why you would buy Nidhogg two. If anything, it's kind of robbed from some of the charm of the original. Yeah, that's that's true too. Now I will say I had Nidhogg on the PC, and the game runs kind of shitty. At least it used to. Maybe it's been patched, so it's better. Um, but I remember having like a lot of VSync issues, and I remember like some of the controls felt kind of janky, and it always just felt like a little loose. Um, you know, that's uh, that's funny because I when we were playing the second one, I felt like I remember the controls being a lot better. Really? Yeah. And I I did a little research and it seems like it's actually a pretty common complaint is that people don't like the controls in the second one. They feel like they're less precise. Interesting. Yeah, I had almost the opposite experience where I felt like it was it controlled way better, but it just looked so stupid. Um, but I don't I don't know either either or. Uh, the one thing that looks cooler, in my opinion, is the actual Nidhogg itself. The Nidhogg is a gigantic flying worm that eats you. And that's how you win the game, is you run to the end of the screen and get eaten by the Nidhogg. And uh, he looks cool. I like him. But... Isn't he just like a giant face? Pink face penis monster? Yeah, he's a giant worm thing. And he comes and eats you. And uh, we should... I, I, I think more games should have a goal where your goal is to sacrifice yourself to a monster like that's very forward thinking but anyway uh there's there's new levels but like they don't really introduce new mechanics or anything like there's one level i remember that has like meat grinders you can fall into but like they're that's no different than like the giant pit you know what i mean mm-hmm. um it, i just don't the the only they added thing... some conveyor belts and things like that. Or at least I think they did. But yeah, there's some... conveyor belts. Were, were the doors in it last time? I don't remember. I I feel like they were. I feel like the they... I feel like the original Nidhogg had doors. Okay, maybe they did. I don't I don't know. It's not. Yeah, it does. I'm looking at screenshots right now. Origi- okay. Original Nidhogg has doors. Um, but yeah. So in a lot like... of ways, really, all they changed. Well, I mean, they they added new weapons. It's a, it's that said, a, I don't really like any of them. It's a so. graphical upgrade. They added the weapons. The, there's no reason to use any of the weapons other than the cutlass. Um, right. The broadsword is... Okay. Why, they're not balanced? or They just... They don't seem to work very well. Uh, the, the, dagger, the dagger is shorter than the swords, so your reach isn't as good in, in like a, a straight-on fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there could be some kind of benefit to throwing it, but it seems like when you throw it, it's just the same as if you throw your sword. Um, so I'm really just not sure what the purpose of the dagger is. Uh, I can't figure that one out. They all uh, seem, from what I can tell, have different, uh, move sets. Uh, for example, so for example, with the, with the, with the rapier, you can be standing still and if an enemy runs into the blade, they'll die. Whereas with the broadsword, there's no resting death. So you, you actually have to be swinging in order to kill an enemy with it. So... They have trade-offs like that. I'm not really sure what the uh, what the dagger does. But. I don't know if that's true, though. I think you can still run into the broadsword. The, the... I don't think so. That was actually a pretty common complaint on the reviews. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just imagining a uh, situation. The other thing, the broadsword only has three stances. So one of the things that was unique about Nidhogg is you could hold your sword up high, down low, or right in the middle. 
And if your opponent's sword was like right in the middle, for example, and yours was down low and you moved in under him, you could actually like push up on the D-pad and you'd move your stance to the same as his and you'd flip the sword out of his hand as a result. Mm-hmm. And so you could actually get like pretty good at, at dueling uh, with these swords. And then these new weapons kind of undo a lot of that. Like the broadsword, if you just swing at someone and hit their sword, you'll knock it out of their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, it had an... A simple but surprisingly deep uh, fencing mechanic that just kind of feels disabled in this one. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. And the bow, the bow is just stupid. Okay, so I will say this. The bow's fucking stupid. Um, and it's mostly stupid because when you spawn with it, the game doesn't really take into account like how close your enemy is. And so there are a lot of times where you'll spawn with the bow, and by the time you could even knock an arrow and shoot it, like your enemy's already skewered you. Like you're you're, yeah. you're too late. Um, and so there's a lot of situations like that. So it seems like it's better to turn off the bow. Now, having said that, after playing single player, uh, if the computer gets its hand on the bow, I get just blasted. Like they they can't can, stop them i i they're they're damn near unstoppable like once they get their hands on the bow they are crazy good what do they do just always have well i mean i guess it makes sense because you're when you're running towards the edge of the screen the computer knows it has the bow so it's gonna knock an arrow and be ready to shoot whereas the regular player doesn't know he has it until it's too late they're really crafty at, uh, and the thing is is when i get the bow comparatively uh, they'll, <laughs> I'll shoot it at them and they'll immediately like deflect it and shoot the arrow back at me and kill me. Right. It never fails. Um, but I don't know. They're just, they're, they're really like precise and, uh, and, and really wicked with it. Now, having said that the AI in, in the talk two is pretty stupid. Uh, mm. and most notably you'll wind up in a lot of situations where they'll be running to the edge of their screen and you'll spawn behind them and they'll turn around and fight you. Yeah. Even though they could just keep running and and win the game, it's um, about honor. It, 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 it is uh, to the to the people. But that was my saving grace a couple times. Is I'd spawn and the guy'd like turn around and be like, "Oh, I don't think so," and come back for me. There's leaderboards for the single player. Uh, the guy on top of it, the last time I looked, had uh, eight minutes. He beat the entire single player in eight minutes. Nice. Which has got to just be like a blowout on, on every map, like killing the guy and never letting them kill you back. But anyway, it's pretty cool. Uh, so I guess this is what I'd say. If you've never played Nidhogg, um, and you're interested in a game like this, I think Nidhogg two might be worth the 15 bucks. Um, just because I don't really know why you'd go back and buy the original unless it's super cheap right now. How much do you think the original is? Nine bucks. Uh yeah, the original is nine ninety nine. Uh, Nidhog two is thirteen forty nine. So like I oh that's that's tough because you do get more options with the second one. The first one's just not so goddamn ugly. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's true. Um, so I I don't know. You gotta you, you kind of got a choice here. Uh, I haven't tried it out, but I'm guessing. I would hope that the online components work a lot better in Nidhog two. Um, So, again, this is just from other people's reviews that I've read, but that was one of the primary complaints about the first one, apparently, is that the netcode was not very good. Right. And it sounds like this one is an improvement, but still a ways away from being perfect. That's too bad. So, Especially because it really is a game that you need people to play with. The the single-player experience does not really make this game. No, yeah. I mean, I I think the whole fun of, of Nidhogg in general is like shouting uh manically at people as they as they kill you um and i i found that nidhogg 2 still produced a lot of those moments for me like i still found myself like yelling at the screen and oh yeah we got into it getting getting excited and uppity so i mean like at its core it still works it's just not as cool um and it's a shame uh they they had a chance to fix it they launched it and the art was like universally hated and uh I, I don't know how I feel about Messhoff, the developer, basically just said, like, tough titties. Like, this is what we're doing. And if you don't like it, like, that's too bad. So last week I did have a question about players not knowing or customers not knowing what they want. And sometimes it's better to put some faith in the the developer or the product owner to 
you know, anticipate better than you could what you what you're going to enjoy. That said, they really fucked this one up because it just nobody likes it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was literally something where where people straight up told them like, "This is ugly. We don't like it." And they've really just doubled down on like, you know, that's too bad because this is how it is. I'd be really curious to hear the reasoning as to why they thought this was this was better. I will say this. Nidhogg one evokes a very like NES feel um, mm-hmm. like original NES. I feel like Nidhogg two evokes a very like Sega Genesis uh, yeah. feel. I think the graphics look very Sega Genesis. Not not Super Nintendo, mind you. <laughs> I think I think this is a Sega Genesis game uh, through and through. Um, but yeah, I mean, people really, really think it's ugly. <laughs> uh, I, I just I don't know why you wouldn't change this. Like why? Well, I mean, wouldn't... it's it really is curious because not only does it look ugly, they're really not doing anything interesting with it either. Like I said, your your costume options are: do you want to be the hipster trucker or the hipster bicycle enthusiast? And then your backgrounds are, yeah, it looks like a Sega Genesis game, like a a goblin goblin castle fighter, sixty four. Kind no. of, kind of like Earthworm Jim or like Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, it does look like he's trying to capture a little bit of that. Less so with the the characters than the backgrounds. Like but. you already said, Clay Fighter, but yeah, like I don't know, it, it's interesting. Uh, it's fun to go back and look at like the announcement trailer and see how many people were predicting that they would change it. <laughs> and no they really didn't like they just they do not care uh and, and like i said on the other hand i do kind of admire that like there's a there's a pizza place in salt lake that won't put pineapple on your pizza and i like pineapple on pizza but i respect the fact that a customer can go in there and basically they're just like fuck you you're not getting it like tough shit um and so I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about Nidog 2. I, I admire that they stuck to their guns a little bit and didn't listen to anybody, but I also think they probably could have had a lot more success if they just made it look cool. Yeah, I don't admire them. They suck. Yeah, well, shame on them. Yep. Bunch of putzes. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's Nidhogg 2. Uh, the other big release this week um, is Uncharted, which uh, showed up on my doorstep today. I pre-ordered it forever ago, and I completely forgot that it was coming out today, and I got a package, and I was like, what? What is this? Didn't even, like, remember it. Oh, man. Christmas came early for you, didn't it? I was pretty thrilled when I opened it up and found found out that that's what was in it. Um, yeah. I, I really seriously had no recollection. And it Amazon's really crafty. They'll, like, if they see two of your orders close together, they'll lump them in together. So I actually almost threw it away. Um, cause I, I ordered a, a thing of like protein powder and it was under like the protein powder and it very nearly wound up in the trash. <laughs> cause I, Amazon's done that to me too before it's, I hate that they crushed some of my stuff, but I ordered dog food and one of those pop things, you know, mm-hmm. and they put the dog, a 50 pound dog food bag in with the pop toy and it just crushed it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's, uh, they're very efficient. What can I say? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, anyway, Uncharted 4 almost wound up in the in in the garbage. Well, it's not Uncharted 4. It's Uncharted The Lost Legacy. And it stars Uncharted Unchained. It stars everyone's favorite characters, uh Chloe Frazier and Nadine. I don't even remember Nadine's name. The 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 tough woman who beat up Drake real bad. Sol- soldier Girl. Soldier Girl. Yeah. Soldier Girl up in the hoe. Yeah, she's super she's Superman. Superman. She's mm-hmm. Superman and hose left and right. Um I haven't played a lot yep. of it. I only got I only got to spend about an hour with it tonight. Um and I I mean we don't have to like spend a long time talking about it, but uh did everybody Hey man, you take as much time talking about it as you need. Well so first of all, let's back up a little bit. Who who here has not played Uncharted Four? Is it everybody? Everybody played it? Mm-hmm. What did you think of it, Trevor? It was good. I mean, you know, it's uh, I I can honestly say I didn't play any of the other three, but the fourth one was cool. Oh, really? You didn't play? Oh, man, because two is like one of the best games. Right. Ever. Yeah. I tr- I tried to play it with um with uh, that PlayStation service where you could rent like old games or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and it was like, it was cool, but I guess it just felt dated. So I didn't, I wasn't really too interested. I, I heard it was really good. Maybe, but. I, maybe I shouldn't be suggesting this, but the, uh, the Nathan Drake collection or whatever has, has like updated all of them. I think it's like 20, right. 20 bucks now. Um, but that might feel a little, cause when you play the PlayStation now version, you're getting like the, the old PS, uh, PS3. Yeah. PS3 one. Um, right. Yeah. So it might feel a little more modern on that uh on that nathan drake collection but yeah i mean they're kind of dated games for sure really it's too like aside from graphics well the first one really the first the first one uh, I, I will admit actually i went back to play one and found it to be a little difficult to get into but i don't know if i could do it again um i in fact even on the playstation 3 because I, I i beat one before they had trophies and then trophies came out and i was like oh maybe i'll go back and do it again and i really just wasn't feeling it um but anyway i love the because trophies are stupid jared i love the second one second one's the seriously like one of my favorite games of all time like oh yeah right up there top tier uh good good shit mucho gusto um anyway the uh the 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 thing that i was going to get at is if you enjoyed uncharted 4 i see no reason why you will not enjoy the lost legacy um, if you did not enjoy Uncharted 4, I probably know what your complaints are, uh, and I can... Almost, They're all bullshit. I can almost very safely not say that you will... winches. Oh, okay, well, that's... Uh, that I was... mean, that is a valid criticism. Um, so, I mean, Doug, you asked in the pre-show about winches, and I'm happy to report that there is winch gameplay uh, within, yes. within the first hour. In fact, I probably played less than an hour, because uh, I got off a little early to come, to come join you people. And I've already used the winch once. So, like, they... Naughty Dog knows what people want. That's, Sounds like game of the year to me. That's the thing. They know what people want. They they looked and they said, what made Uncharted 4 a success, a smash hit? And they immediately knew. And actually, you know what? I didn't get out and try it because um, I was just kind of in a hurry. But I got to a muddy hill with my car, and I'll bet I could have gotten out and winched myself up Ooh. the muddy hill. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I just uh, found a way around. Ooh. I know. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I should have. I should have taken my time, but I didn't. Um, Jared, <laughs> there's a there's a certain lack of spectacle uh, to this so far. I mean, I don't think Uncharted Four was super flashy, like right out of the gate in the first few levels or anything like that either. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm I don't know if I'm expecting much, but at the end of the day, I'm- like it kind of circles back and hits you that this is DLC. Um, I was going to say, they probably don't have a full production budget for this one. So yeah, exactly. And it's, it's directed by different people. And so I'm not expecting uh, to get like a cool, uh, you know, a cool car chase where I hang behind the car and, and jump from like car to car or, or a clock tower that falls down on top of me. Like, I don't think there's going to be anything like that. You don't have to escape a crashing Zeppelin, but you do have to get out of a burning Denny's. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I, 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 pretty early on, there is like an escape scene uh, that you get into, and like I said, like there's some spectacle to it, but and and like all the all the tropes are back. So the story, just like in Uncharted Four, is largely told through dialogue that plays out during climbing segments. Like you're gonna be climbing. If you didn't like climbing in Uncharted Four, you're not gonna like this game because it's the same stuff like it's more of that um nadine and chloe haven't really had their personalities changed in any way it feels like to be main characters i I guess chloe might be like a little snappier but i feel like in the games she's pretty like witty anyway right like she's she's got zingers Mm -hmm. most of the time um neither of them are like as affable as drake um but they're not bad at least so far, they're not bad. And I really like that it's actually something that The Last of Us did really well, too, where the characters don't really get along with each other very very much. And I think that's more interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can you can tell that it's like a very... Uh, it doesn't really explain how they wound up together. I'm sure that that's something that's going to become a point of discussion later. Um, but within like the first 20 minutes of the game... Chloe already like discusses with the bad guy, like basically flipping on Nadine being like, you know, we could do this and we could just forget her. And uh, 
so yeah they have they have kind of a more interesting dynamic than um some of the others that we've seen they're not like best friends forever like like drake and sully i miss those guys i know they were pretty all right but uh but yeah anyway it's um it plays very much the same uh guns are the same i haven't noticed any like new weapons or anything like that you still have the grapple um so that's still there i'm trying to think of if if there's anything else what else do you expect to make an appearance Mm. all of it did i get the whole game there still a lot of stealth or stealth options uh the options are there but it has and and so again like the problem with dlc like this is that it carries over the problems that the original has Uh Um, and, and my big complaint in uncharted when it came to stealth was that if you were hiding there was no way to like draw an enemy to you so mm-hmm. it, it was very difficult to like stay in hiding. Uh, you could clear an area without ever being discovered, but it, it was a lot tougher than uh, th- than in a traditional stealth game. And I normally I am very irritated by stealth segments in non-stealth games, um, but I love Uncharted enough that I gave it a pass. Uh, but this has the same. Well, there was never a section where you had to use stealth. True, very true. Like as soon as you get caught, you just start shooting people and but you enjoying are, the game again. You are rewarded for not doing it. Um, like like they don't call in backup and and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so this game's very similar in that regard. In fact, I've already had backup called on me because I fucked up and slipped out of a bush when I shouldn't have. So I don't know. It, it happens. It carries over. It doesn't feel very hard. It's probably as difficult as as Uncharted was. Like, I don't think you're gonna, you know, be like dying every ten seconds. It's not the Dark Souls of the Uncharted series, if you know what I mean. Bummer. But <laughs> I love it. I uh, not to not to deviate too much, but I was watching. Um, do you guys know Crobe Cat? Do you have any idea who that is? Yeah, I know. I, I don't know why I would ask you that. You'd actually probably like his videos because he's disillusioned and hates everything. Um, but he, I don't get it. So what's the connection? Uh, yeah, well, okay. He did a supercut for uh, Lawbreakers, and it, most of most of the supercuts just Cliffy B saying stupid stuff like he does. <laughs> um, I got to see that. You got to link that. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think I saw what you were talking about. And- and that was pretty funny. But like more than once, uh, they they talk about um, how like the, the Lawbreakers was always really concerned with how uh, the game is going to be compared to Overwatch because it's a it's a class based shooter. Like at the end of the day, like it's a competitive class based right. shooter. Um, and uh, you you can tell it like weighs heavily on them, and <sighs> uh, you can also tell that things didn't work out for them very well because I think the game what had like. In the video I was watching, it had 800 concurrent users during peak hours, which is crazy for a game that just came out and is of that like caliber. Well, what does Overwatch have? Like nine 900? No, God, Overwatch has to have like ton. Yeah, I don't know what they don't they don't publish that, do they? They don't, but it's probably like hundreds of thousands, I would bet. I'm being yeah. sassy. I know it kicked its ass. Um. I mean, let's see here. Concurrent users hourly. <laughs> you can just watch it uh, just slope down. And, and it's weird because people are buying it. Like the sales have gone up for the most part, but nobody's playing it. Um, they all went back to play <laughs> Overwatch. I guess, they, I guess, yeah, they hop into it and then they just jump into to Overwatch. But yeah, the concurrent players, it, it's so weird. I, I, you don't usually see a game like this where... The sales go up and up and up, but the concurrent players go down and down and down. Like, how are more people owning this game, but less people are playing it? It's strange. It takes a special kind of game. But anyway, that. more than once, uh, the creators of Lawbreakers do indicate that they believe that they have created the Dark Souls of uh, of first-person shooters. Really? Yeah, uh, they... I don't know why they would say that. It's how just, do they even come with those? How do they draw that line? Because it's hard. Um, it's hard. Yeah. No they, noobs are playing this game. The game. Yeah. The game runs really fast, like an old Unreal tournament. You remember how, like, an Unreal right. tournament, how you like walk super, super fast. Mm-hmm. So it runs like that, and then on top of it, it has a low gravity field mechanics, and so like you're jumping around and like sailing through the sky and shit, and uh, it it takes 
it takes a little bit to get into. Like it takes some thought and some some work to to figure it out. And so that in and of itself is enough to make it a a Dark Souls title. I see. Only cool players play this game. I mean, I've watched a lot of it on stream uh, because, you know, I, I'm into those kind of games, but because it's multiplayer mostly, but it, you know, it does, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like it would last, obviously, with the concurrent player numbers that you're saying it's true, but it just, it seems kind of boring. It it kind of lacks flavor. Like the thing, yeah. the thing that makes Overwatch work as well as it does is like the uniqueness of the characters and even though I think the lore is kind of squandered in that game, you can't deny that it's well designed. Like the the characters are uh, super unique. You can look at their silhouettes and like immediately know which one is which and and spot them from a distance and stuff like that. And if you look at like the Lawbreakers cast, I mean everybody's the same shape and size, and and that's something oh. that they're proud of. Like Cliffy B's talked about it and said like that's very intentional. Like he wants them to all look like cool. Didn't you see the robot with the pixelated smiley face? That's a classic. Instant classic. Yeah, right. He, uh... Cliffy B, basically, I, there's a there's a point in the video where he says that Overwatch is for, like, kids. And, and his game's for adults. Right. Um, but wait, here's a picture. Look at, look at these dynamic and interesting characters uh, that he's got. You've got, um... I'm just looking. I'm just looking at that uh, that Puma at... feeding the guy the drink. Oh, I thought I thought you were looking at Bane. He'd be an inter- more interesting character. Yeah, if that Puma was in the game, if the Orangina Puma was there, it'd be way more interesting. And he's like spraying Orangina everywhere. <laughs> I've heard so many people complaining about that chick with the blades. Oh, really? Yeah, just how overpowered she was. Oh. I mean, I don't know. Just just from streamers complaining. Fucking streamers. Are there even a lot of streamers playing it right now? Um, When it first came out, there were. I don't know if anybody is anymore. It looked like it was pretty low on the Twitch list right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, it's a it's a funny video. It's worth worth going to watch. Cliffy B says he's one of those people who, like, talks big. Not like Peter Molyneux big, but but very similar. Um, and, man, he just he, he changes his mind, like, once a day. Um, and it's so funny to hear him be like, fuck the Xbox. And then I'm sure like two games from now, he'll be back on the Xbox. Oh, yeah. In fact, I bet Lawbreakers gets an Xbox port at some point. Um, but yeah, he made a lot of people mad because he said that the Xbox was like stupid and didn't have an audience. Fucking Xbox. I mean, he's he's completely wrong. The Xbox totally has an audience. Michael's right here. And he's dying mm. for an Xbox game. Please bring lawgivers to my Xbox. <laughs> Are you going to get uh, the Scorpio? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you, don't you need another doorstop, Michael? <laughs> I've had the first Xbox for, what, like four years now and played maybe three games on it? Hey, oh, okay. I didn't realize he was being facetious. Well, though, uh, Halo, yeah. Halo Wars 2 is coming out any day now. Um, Whatever. I typed uh, I typed Xbox One exclusive into Google and it brought up a picture of Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. I don't <laughs> think that's right. Like even Google doesn't know. They're like, I don't know. Maybe this Uncharted game is exclusive. You should check. <laughs> we're we're not sure. Uh, what else is on this list? They got Crackdown Three, which got delayed to next Ooh. year. Did, did you guys hear that? It got fucking delayed. I did. I heard that. I've, Good job. Uh, have I played it? I feel like I've played it um, at a show. Maybe I didn't. Um, maybe it'll be at PAX and we can see how how bad it is. Um, but I don't know if you guys played Crackdown 2, but it basically like eschewed all the charm of the first one and uh, and was kind of not great. Well, neither was Crackdown, so... I mean, yeah, the first one wasn't even very good either. It just got... So I don't know if you guys. I don't even... know. The first one was pretty fun. Like just being mm. like going out there. It, it was a great sandbox game. I'd, I'd agree that it's fun, like collecting like the agility orbs and jumping really high. Like it's a good. I mean, you got to remember, this was like what was a pretty close to launch game for the Xbox 360. So this was all pretty new and fun. Here's... Looking back, it sounds stupid. But here's the problem. I think the crackdown was really not that great. Like, I think it was OK. I think it it did all right. And it was serviceable. Um, but Microsoft, I don't know if you guys remember this, they bundled it with the Halo 3 beta. 
Right. Mm. Yep. So it flew. Boosted sales. It flew yeah. off the shelves. And what Microsoft should have taken away from that is, boy, people really like Halo. Um, but what they seem to take away from it instead is, boy, people really like Crackdown. And yeah. then, and then somehow like this this third tier just okay game became like their flagship title. Um and it's literally all it, it's the only major Xbox game that's scheduled to come out like anytime soon. Um aside from Halo Wars 2 which nobody wants or cares about. What? Or Killer That already came out, I thought. Killer Instinct. Is it out? I'm pretty sure Halo Wars 2 is already out. Was it good? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is out too. Yeah, oh, GameSpot gave it a six out of ten. So no, it's not good. <laughs> That's too bad. Um. All right. Yeah, you're you're right though. It Ooh. is out. It came out back in February. <laughs> I really don't know if I'm ever going to buy a console again. I, this, I there's not a lot of reason to. Uh, yeah. Aside from PlayStation exclusives, like I'll I'll keep doing it because I love Naughty Dog that's, games. Yeah, that's kind of like the only thing that might bring me back is maybe some. Like they'll they'll keep putting the Yakuza series on PlayStation, and... but I mean certainly no reason to buy an Xbox again. No. In fact, I almost wonder if this will be the last Xbox. Um, that's a very bold proclamation to to claim that something like that would happen. But I think it's in it the realm. It seems of like they would need more time to learn the lesson. But uh... I think that if you look at Microsoft and the work they're doing with like the Xbox platform on the PC. I think they're trying to move to that. I think that they know that the Xbox as a console isn't sustainable or, mm-hmm. or, or at the very least that they got beat and they got beat pretty bad. And I think they'll start slowly transitioning to uh, just, you know, running Xbox as like a video game division that just publishes PC titles. On the other hand, they're putting out the Scorpio. So who the fuck knows? Um, but you're something's wrong with your brain if you buy a Scorpio. Like you haven't you haven't been looking and paying attention to what's going on. Uh, you do not need the Scorpio to run Cuphead. Like you just don't. <laughs> well, maybe you just you played so much Sunset Overdrive that your first Xbox broke. So yeah. why not upgrade? See, and like that was an okay game, but that's it. It was okay. Yeah. Uh, there's just. I mean, Rise was an okay game. Sure. Yeah. Like there's there's okay experiences to be had on it. And then I can't think of another exclusive title for the whole console. Uh, Crackdown 3. Well, yeah, now. And uh, Sea of Thieves, the pirate game. That'll oh, never I, get released. It's going to be terrible. It got pushed back to 2018. So, yeah. Um, oh, Scalebound. Oh, you could play Scalebound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They canceled that one. It got canceled. <laughs> um, I heard that they're remaking Fear Effect, but I haven't looked into that at all. Wait, really? Yeah, they're remaking Fear Effect. Like re remaking, rebooting, or just giving me like the PlayStation One game? No, like for... like I, I think it's an HD remaster of the PlayStation One game. Huh. That's. What would it even look like? I wonder. Uh, it's for the PC. Um, it's uh... my my biggest memory of Fear Effect is tank controls. Oh yeah, probably. So I'm. Just... They would have to redo those. I would think so. Um, but, uh, yeah, Fear Effect, for those of you not in the know, um, Fear Effect is almost entirely famous because it features lesbians. Yeah. Not until the second one. Oh, is it not until the second one? Yeah, the first one is just, you know, the chick. Oh. I mean, she looks pretty good, but. Oh, boo. <laughs> boo words. Boo words. Bring the lesbians. I remember them being pretty fun, but, man, I don't know if you can play a game like that again and enjoy it the same way. I haven't played it for ages. I don't even, I don't remember them very well. Um, I just remember lesbians. I could say that about almost anything. All I remember is lesbians. All I remember is lesbians. Ask me about Game of Thrones on Sunday. All I remember is lesbians. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. Um, And most of that was after the show. Just watch some lesbian porn afterwards. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Softcore uh, Showtime. The best even, kind. Even better. Showtime at midnight. That's what I like. Leave leave it to your imagination. That's way sexier. Yeah, exactly. Um. Anyway, yeah, looking through this Xbox list, I don't see anything that looks uh, worth it. Um, Hello Neighbor is an Xbox One exclusive. 
Unless you get it on the PC. Yeah, yeah. But it's an Xbox One exclusive in the console sense. I mean, if that's what it takes to make that okay for you. Um, what about what about Quantum Break? The hit TV show slash video game. Oh man, this is just a mess. They have done it's, it's, they really they really fucked this one up. They really did. Like, did they just forget? And they were supposed to like make a TV series with it. I don't know whatever happened to that. Yeah, that there's no planet where that ever happens. That whole game got scaled way way back. Um, it's it wasn't even a terrible game. It was just okay. Um, but like looking at the list of Xbox games, it is sad. <laughs> like, I just I the the fact that they're putting out new hardware is like the most audacious thing I can imagine. Like <laughs> that is just so fucking, I, I don't know. Like <laughs> it's like when a crappy restaurant, like a Denny's or a, like a Carl's jr. Redoes their interior to make it look modern. <laughs> and they add a bunch of like plugins for your smartphone. Yeah. It's like, I, it's like, I don't give a shit. You, you can't, your food disgusts me. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not going to walk first. in I'm not going to walk in here to begin with. Like you've put your right. you put your cart before your horse. I don't need a high-end machine to make Halo Wars 2 look good. Cuz I don't want to play Halo Wars 2. Right. I I don't know. It's a it's a mess. And it's funny because if it's if it goes anything like the uh the PlayStation 4 Pro, the general consensus is that a lot of games just run worse on it. Sounds about part of the course. So I'm excited to see when does it even come out or is it out? It, I think November or something. I don't know. They, you can pre-order it now. Yeah. Xbox Xbox's Mike Ybarra explains why you should buy an Xbox One. Do you guys want to know why? Yes. Even if you don't very have much a, so. Even if you don't have a 4K TV. Okay, you ready? Uh, this is this is brand new. This is a Gamescom article. So they were just talking about it. You might hear some audio playing. There's a Johnson's and Johnson's baby that wants to talk to me. Makes sense. Uh, One thing he makes clear while speaking to him is that the Xbox One X is a premium product conceived and created as a high-end console. He says, we designed it to be no compromise, says Yabara. We want that high value for the person who wants the absolute best graphics, absolute best experience. We kept that bar very high when we developed that box. Oh, finally. Uh, thanks to Microsoft's huge research arm, the tech was engineered into making the Xbox One X the size it is while delivering what Ibarra thinks is an uncompromised price-to-performance ratio, adding, I really think it's designed for the core person who wants the best experience and the best version of the games. All about the games. Uh, compatibility, because usually when you buy a new console, it means giving up things, giving up your hardware accessories. The, yeah, actually, this is kind of funny. The thing that the Xbox is able to brag about the most is backwards compatibility. Um, so their biggest asset is that it runs Xbox 360 games. Huh. Uh, and he promises that your backwards compatible titles will work and run even better. On the on the new Xbox. Uh, All right. Literally, this. So his argument is, you want it because it's the best. Um, I don't see any other details. <laughs> I don't see any other compelling arguments in here. Um, even basic things like loading times get a boost. He adds, some load times take fifteen seconds now and take seven seconds on the Xbox One X. That is a dramatic difference. Load times and things like that are so much smoother, and it all adds up. Nice. How I, buy ma- I mean... How many times would you say a game loads when you play it? Like, a 40-hour a game, how many times is it going to load? You know, I could actually see some advantage to that, only because... Whenever I play a game on the PlayStation or back in the day when I used to play them on Xbox Ones, the difference between playing it on a PC and a console really starts to bum me out as of late. Boy, it's like Skyrim. Have you ever played Skyrim on like the Xbox? Yeah. It's load time after load time after load time. Well, even something like uh, Dark Souls now, it takes on the PlayStation, it takes forever, whereas on the PC, it's like instant, so... 
Okay, so that's, that's not enough to make me buy a new console, but I that's actually a feature that I would say is a good value. So let's say let's let's take Dark Souls as an example. Let's take his 15 second load time, uh, and let's say the game loads what maybe like 300 times while you're playing it. Uh, it depends on which section I'm trying to get through. So that's 4,500 seconds. The new Xbox will divide that in half. That's only 2,200 seconds, which is uh, 37 minutes. So that's 37 minutes of your life that you're going to as opposed up, to 75 that you're going to get back as opposed to 75. Think of all the things that you can do with that whole extra 40 minutes of time. That's at least one episode of The Bachelorette. Yeah, and you can find out who got kicked off. Yeah, exactly. You could stay up to date, and you'll foster a better relationship with your wife because she loves that show. Dumb bitch. I don't even need to meet her, and I already know. (laughs) She's crazy for it. Uh, I wonder who the next Bachelor is going to be. We can only only wonder. But... uh, all right. Well, I think we're probably coming up on the on the end of this podcast here. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about this week? Nope. Nah. Doug, nothing. Nope. All right. Cool. Well, we got some neat stuff on the horizon. I know that Trevor's playing Absolver, and uh, sounds like he likes it so far. Um, and so that that's promising. I can talk a little bit more about Uncharted, and at least let you guys know if it like ups the scope or scale a little bit by by next week. Uh, and then after that, we're PAX bound. So if you're listening to this and uh, want to link up with us at PAX or want us to come see your game or who knows what else, let us know. And uh, you can reach out to us at contactedenemyslime.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We are at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. And I think with that, we are good to be out. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.